Welcome to Courtside, everyone, a discussion of the post-election litigation brought by Donald Trump. It is day 46 after the election. The litigation count stands at one out of 59. Trump has won one single case. That didn't get him any votes. And just when you thought things were getting boring, Team Kraken roars back. Um, you know, if last Friday was Champagne Friday, I think today is Tequila Saturday. Um, <laughs> This is actually shampoo. It's not, uh, it's not a shot glass, but it's the best I got right now. Uh, this is going to be a longer episode. Strap in. This one's got both halves of the team. We've got Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood and their crazy cracker jack kraken leader, Donald Trump and the pom pom cheerleader, Rudy Giuliani. It's got everything. And yes, it is starting to feel a little like the wheels are coming off. They won't because our American system is too strong and resilient and because Trump is basically, well, just too incompetent. But what is happening is an affront to the United States of America. It's an affront to its founders, an affront to those who have strived for 244 years to make this a more perfect union, and it's an affront to you and me. We begin tonight with a meeting of reports of what went down in the Oval Office last night. Let me set the mood and scene. We've got Donald Trump, we've got Michael Flynn, and we've got Sidney Powell. This is like the bar scene from Star Wars or something like that. And in a Charlie's Angel cameo, we've got Rudy Giuliani piping himself in on the phone. Now, evidently at this meeting, Donald Trump first proposes that Sidney Powell become, I kid you not, special counsel for election fraud. Now, evidently, Rudy Giuliani... Rudy Giuliani pushes back and says, we can't do this. Oh my God, imagine that, that Rudy Giuliani is your voice of sanity piped in. Now look, there are like 99 problems with what Trump is proposing about Sidney Powell being a special counsel. And as I mentioned on an earlier episode, I happened to be the uh, young attorney who drafted those special counsel regulations my first time I served at the Justice Department. So let's just start with the basic text of the regulations. Here are its opening words. Quote, the attorney general will appoint a special counsel when he or she determines that a criminal investigation of a person or matter is warranted and that that investigation by the Department of Justice would present a conflict of interest for the department. End quote. So here are the problems. Donald Trump is not the attorney general. No, you don't get to go appoint a special counsel, Donald Trump. Second, Trump can't point to any criminal investigation that's needed. He just spews out random conspiracy theories. But there is no criminal investigation that's needed, and it's been repeatedly debunked by federal court after federal court. And Trump can't explain what the conflict of interest that the Justice Department has in investigating this itself. And most notably, Bill Barr has already said publicly that there was no election fraud. So there is no conflict of interest. Trump has interests that conflict, but that's, of course, not the standard. It's conflict of interest, not interests that conflict. Now, things get worse for Mr. Trump. The regulations go on to say, quote, an individual named as special counsel shall be a lawyer with rep a reputation for integrity and impartial decision making. Now, now, look, that's the quote from the regs. I know Donald Trump surrounds himself with people like Rudy and Jenna Ellis and stuff, 
But at this point, is there any lawyer in the entire United States with less of a reputation for integrity and impartial decision making than Sidney Powell? I mean, maybe Sidney Powell has that reputation for integrity in Moscow or Pyongyang or something, but I don't think that's what we thought about when we wrote those regulations in 1999. I mean, she is the cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs attorney who thinks Hugo Chavez is behind the November 3rd election fraud, the election that took place on November 3rd, 2020, seven years after Hugo Chavez died. She's about as useful as a screen door on a submarine. Sidney Powell has delusions of adequacy. She's the very opposite of what we had in mind when we wrote the special counsel regulations. And more generally and seriously to the point, the whole point behind the special counsel regulations is that when there's an accusation of wrongdoing by the White House, you need to have an independent prosecutor because after all, the attorney general is a political appointee. What Trump is doing is standing that on its head. He wants to have a political investigation because he at the White House doesn't like the fact that his own Justice Department and their political appointees, including the Attorney General Bill Barr, have concluded there was no wrongdoing. That's the exact opposite. And at the rate Trump is floating these special counsel investigations, we're going to be hearing him for all sorts of things over the next 32 days. I mean, I can't wait for him to appoint a special counsel for Robert Pattinson and Kay Stu's breakup and who did what. I mean, if a president can do this, he can do this to anyone. He can do this to you. He can do this to me. He can do this to his enemies, whatever. It's Putin-like. It's not American. And speaking of Putin, that brings me to the other participant in the Oval Office meetings yesterday, the recently pardoned, twice pled guilty to a felony, Michael Flynn. Now, let me back up for a moment because, you know, there's so many kind of, well, crooks around Trump that you kind of lose track. So let me tell you who Michael Flynn is. He was Donald Trump's first national security advisor. This is, in my mind, the third most important position in the entire United States government. Just president and chief of staff are more important. And that's true even when you don't have a potted plant as the vice president, as we do now. Um, but the national security advisor, like when I was at the department, I thought of that person as like one step under God. I mean, really, really important position. And Trump installed Michael Flynn as his guy despite President Obama saying and taking Donald Trump aside and saying, uh, one piece of personnel advice, I don't think you should trust Michael Flynn. So of course, Trump did that. And of course, Trump was in, excuse me, Flynn was in cahoots with the Russians and then lied about it to the FBI. Unfortunately for Flynn, he was caught on tape with the Russians planning various things. And the lie was evident and stark. And as a result, Flynn pled guilty to two different felonies. But then Trump, who has no allies left over time, decided to pardon Michael Flynn. Now, a pardon is an act designed for mercy, for people who show contrition and who have learned their ways. And Flynn, of course, promptly did none of that. Instead, he's been calling for Donald Trump to declare martial law and seize the ballot machines and all sorts of cuckoo stuff. It's quite a feat. By comparison, he has managed to make Sidney Powell look sane. So evidently, last night in the Oval Office, that sacred space, that Oval Office, where FDR plotted the New Deal and where Ronald Reagan plotted to defeat the Soviets and where Harry Truman desegregated the military, 
Donald Trump openly entertained the idea of martial law to try and reverse the election. And I might get more into this in a future episode. It's going nowhere. It's ironic that Donald Trump is seeking to use the Insurrection Act when he's the one suggesting an insurrection. The basic thing is the Supreme Court in 1866 said you can only declare martial law if the courts are not open and their process is unobstructed. Obviously, that's not true here. Donald Trump just doesn't like the 59 different courts that ruled against him. Look, he's just the worst worst loser ever in the courts, ever. And, you know, that's not enough to declare martial law. And let me say a word about the third member of the Troika, that Charlie's Angels guy, Rudy Giuliani, calling in on the phone. Now, tonight it was revealed that Rudy was trying to get the Department of Homeland Security to to seize the voting machines and that it fell on none other than Ken Cuccinelli, Cooch, to like to stop this. Cooch is like one step up from evolution of Jenna Ellis. Um, And it was Cuccinelli who talked Trump off of that harebrained scheme. And ladies and gentlemen, at this point, we do really have a constitutional moron in charge at the Oval Office. Um, And speaking of that, um, I think I'm running out of time. There are so many of these folks to cover. So tomorrow, I promise, we'll talk about Linwood. Uh, I can't wait. I'll see you then.